Well, I hope that, uh, that all of you moms enjoyed your, your Mother's Day gift from me, and that was to babysit your children for five minutes during worship service. Um, it went well. Um, I love having our kids. I love having our kids come and be a part of our worship services and, uh, and being able to be a part of a special day like today, because Mother's Day is a special day. It's a very special day. As we said, if you're visiting with us this morning, we're especially glad that you're here for this special day. And... Um, Pray that it's a blessing to you and a blessing to the mother that you may be here with this morning. So I have to start off with this. I was, I was in the bathroom um, in between class and second service. You can't make this stuff up, I promise. Um, and uh, I was in there and there was a little boy in there um, with his grandfather, I believe. <clears throat> and they were in the stall, so I couldn't see him. But the little boy was talking loud. And he, uh, he was asking about today... And his grandfather said, yes, it's Mother's Day. We're fixing to go to lunch with mom. And, and he said, he said, okay, okay. He goes, when's Father's Day? And he said, well, that's in a few weeks. And the little boy said, is that when we forgive our dads? <laughs> and the grandfather just starts dying laughing. And I'm so uh, from the mouths of our children. I also love the story of the little girl. Um, she was walking down the street with her mom, and, and, uh, and they were walking along. She saw something on the ground, and she stopped. She went to go and, and pick it up, and mom saw it, and she, she quickly stopped her and grabbed it from her and said, Honey, honey, you don't, don't, don't touch things that are on the ground. Don't put it in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. It could have germs. It could hurt you or whatever. You know, don't. She, okay, okay. So she set it back down, and, and they continued, and the little girl said, Mom, how do you know all this stuff? How do you know that would hurt me? And the mom said, uh, Well, it's on the mom test. She said, I, I, I took a mom test, and I passed the mom test. And the little girl said, really? She said, okay. And she said, so they kept walking. And then a second or two later, she said, mom, she goes, what happens to the moms that fail the mom test? The mom didn't know what to say. And about a second later, the little girl said, I bet they just become dads. <laughs> so not to beat up on our dads too much, but uh, all of us that are fathers. But today is a special day. Mother's Day is a, is a very, very special day. And as I said, it's not always an easy day for everyone, um, but it's a special day because the blessing of godly women in our life, women who have exemplified what it means to be a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, are true, true blessings. This morning, I want to spend just a few minutes um, quickly going through four different stories and taking little snapshots of four different moms, four very different and distinct mothers with very different personalities in different circumstances and situations that I think all women can relate to, all of us actually can relate to. But I want to start with a mother named Hannah. And most of you have probably heard of the mother Hannah. She is the mother of Samuel, the prophet Samuel. Many of you have heard of him, one of the great prophets. Um, Hannah also had some other children that you probably don't, uh, don't recall or didn't hear as much about in, in the Bible. But Hannah was a very interesting um, interesting mother. She was actually um, struggling for many years early on in her life because she was not able to have children. Scripture tells us that, uh, that, that God closed up her womb and, and uh, kept her from being able to have children. And uh, Hannah wrestled with that, struggled with that, wept and anguished over that. In fact, we read in Scripture about her battle, her wrestling match, her struggle with God because she had such a great desire to be a mother, a passion 
to be a mother. In, in fact, in, uh, in verse 10 of, uh, of 1 Samuel chapter 1, it says this, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but please give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. No razor will ever come to his head. And she continued to pray to the Lord. I mean, Hannah was one of these women that I just, she was what we would call today a prayer warrior. I mean, she anguished over the things that were on her heart. And what was on her heart for many years was a desire to have a son. And she petitioned and begged and pleaded and cried out for God to give her this son. You know, one of the things that's, that's, uh, that's so wonderful about women is, is that women have this gift to be able to experience mental, emotional, physical pain and anguish in a way that men just simply don't. I believe it's a gift from God. They have, a, they have some sort of a, of, a, of a sense, a connection, and specifically in regards to their children. Hannah had a longing as a mother, a desire as a woman to be a mother. And I love, I love what it says and uh, how she continued to battle and wrestle and pray. And God eventually heard her cries and eventually blessed her with children, including her son, Samuel. Faithful and prayerful mothers are a delight in the eyes of God and are a blessing to all those who encounter them. The next mother is a mother that we're going to call Mrs. Zebedee, for a lack of a better name. Uh, this is the, the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John, um, two of the uh, men in the inner circle with, with Jesus, and in Matthew chapter 20, you may recall a story in which she was desiring her sons to sit on the right and the left of, of Jesus. And some of you may have made up your mind to the fact that you didn't like this woman because she was a fairly brash, presumptuous um, kind of individual that maybe kind of rubbed people the wrong way a little bit. But I want you to think for just a moment. If you step back and take a look at this story in Matthew chapter 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked a favor of him, him being Jesus. What is it that you want, Jesus asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Jesus said, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? And she replied, yes, yes. You know, and now some of us may look at this and go, you know what, this, this lady has no business going before Jesus. She has no business at all going and asking this for her children. I mean, what kind of a crazy, ridiculous person goes and does this? My answer to you is a mother. Because what I might say is, I don't know how many women in this room, but I dare say a number would do anything to ensure that their children knew the Lord and that their children were a part of the kingdom. You see, I think that's what Miss Zebedee was doing. Maybe she didn't go about it the most couth way. Maybe it was not the most politically correct approach. But at the end of the day, this was a woman who had a spirit within her that loved God, respected the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and loved her children so much that she would do something as crazy and ridiculous as approach Jesus to ensure that her children would be known by him and would be blessed to be a part of the kingdom of God. 
I don't think that's something to criticize or ridicule. I think it's an attribute to honor and celebrate. Bold and determined godly mothers are a blessing to all those who encounter them. The third mom is Miss Lemuel. And Miss Lemuel is the mother of King Lemuel in Proverbs 31. Um, You may or may not know much about King Lemuel. You even know less about his mother. Um, But Proverbs 31 is the wonderful, beautiful, poetic description of of a noble woman, a noble wife. And I love, I love the, uh, the image that is painted here in Proverbs 31 because what you have is you have this king, King Lemuel, who's been off getting himself into all kinds of trouble, making all kinds of poor choices and relationships, doing things he shouldn't be doing, all kinds of, of situations and circumstances that were unhealthy for him. And you had a mom who stepped in. You had a mom, and this is what I picture. I picture him sitting on his mighty throne, having a ball, and all of a sudden there's a knock on his throne room door, And here comes his mom, and you just sort of see him cower a little bit. And she grabs him by the ear and pulls him out of that throne and sits him on some little chair next to his throne, and she starts going at him. And this is what she says in Proverbs 31. Listen, my son, listen. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. I mean, I picture this mom just going at him. It takes a special woman to sometimes say what needs to be said, especially when others aren't willing to say it. She paints a beautiful picture in Proverbs 31, and I won't read all of it, but a couple excerpts are this. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. She brings good, not harm. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Her children arise and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. You know, I've taken the advice of people over the years, and one of the things I've always heard is, you don't ever stop being a parent. Mothers don't ever stop being mothers. I think this is a perfect example of that. No matter how educated or wealthy or powerful, including your son being a king, your child becomes, you never stop being a parent. And Miss Lemuel never stopped being a mother who loved her son and would do whatever it took to love him and care for him and correct him, even as the king. For mothers who know us better than we know ourselves, prayerful and confident mothers who will stand up and speak truth into the lives of their children, who will love them even when it hurts, And will say what needs to be said, especially when others won't, are a blessing to all those who encounter them. And the fourth mother, the fourth mother is one that you're most familiar with. Um, Her name is Mary, otherwise known as the mother of Jesus. Most all of you know the story in Luke. It's a story about a little Jewish girl who was just going about her life, living the typical dream, working hard, growing up in her Jewish family. She was going to be getting married soon. She had that Mr. Right, and everything was going to be okay, and God crossed paths with her and forever changed her world. Because what God did is God chose her to be one of the most significant people the world has ever known. By him choosing her to give birth to his son. 
And it was a painful, difficult, challenging experience, obviously, as the angel came down to talk to Mary in, in Luke chapter 1. We read examples where the Virgin Mary, um, the Virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And it says this, Mary was greatly troubled and wondered what kind of greeting this was, what kind of message, what was going on, what was this angel saying to him? It goes on later to say, yet Mary questioned, doubted, how could this be? How can I be the one? I can't do this. I'm not cut out for this. But at the end, in verse 38, she says, but I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. And the angel left. On the outside, she was a young, uneducated, weak young woman. But on the inside, she was a ferociously brave, confident, faithful follower of Jesus Christ. She was a woman that God chose to become the mother of his son. The strength that she exhibited, the resilience, the faith, the way she stood up against all the odds because everybody said, you can't do this. We don't believe you, your story, or anything that's going on here. She was despised and hated and mistreated by so many. Faithful, godly mothers who will courageously stand up against all the odds to be mothers for their children. To stand strong in the face of opposition, out of love and out of a devotion that is indescribable. They are blessings to all those who encounter them. Motherhood is a journey. So I've been told. Four women, very different personalities, very different stories, very different lives. One common thread a great love and devotion for their God, and an indescribable love and devotion for their children. Two wonderful, beautiful qualities of godly mothers and godly women. And today we celebrate that. We celebrate each of you, that your story is a part of their story. You as godly women, you as godly mothers have have experienced some of the same situations and circumstances in your life. You have exhibited what it means to be a godly mother to be a godly woman. And those of us who have been blessed enough to be influenced by you, we say thank you. If you'll allow me, I have uh, something I want to do this morning. I want to ask my mom. My mom is here this morning. My mom doesn't ever get to come here very often because she's at church some other place. But my mom is here this morning. um, And uh, I'm going to ask her to come up here and join me for just a moment. If you'll you'll welcome my mom, Teresa Mazza. Um, I want to, I want to spend just a few minutes sharing with you guys who, who my mom is, um, and then I'm going to let her share a little bit of, of her story, 
But I, I know all of you, many of you, um, have wonderful moms. And uh, you're proud of them and you think they're the greatest. And I happen to think the same for my mom as well. Um, my mom spent 25, 30 years teaching. 24. 20, 24. <laughs> 24 years teaching in, uh, in public schools in Garland. Um, I'll never forget when I asked her why. She told me that was her mission field, to love those kids, especially the ones that didn't have anyone else to love them. She was a mom at her job most all of her life, retired last year. Um, she, Four years ago. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for this evening. So we thank you all for being here. Good night. Sorry. Has it been four years? Yeah. We should have rehearsed this more. Um, and, uh, and she is also now the, uh, the primary caretaker for my grandmother, um, her mother. My grandma's 92 years old, and especially over the last couple of years, has begun uh, having some extreme difficulties with her health, uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And it, is, it has been a great challenge for my mom to be taking care of her more and more. And from the, for the role of mother and daughter to change to where she is now mothering her mother, as some of you are more than familiar with. Um, my dad has struggled with diabetes for 30 years now. And over the last few years, it started becoming more and more debilitating for him. And she is his primary caretaker as well, which is at times a great challenge. And um, she started being a mom 38 years ago. And as of today, has never had one moment that she hasn't had a child living at her home during the course of those 38 years. And also even has a grandchild living there as well currently. And so she's got a lot of mothering experience And I am in awe of my mom. I am in awe of what she does. And um, blessed to have her in my life. And I wanted to ask her to come and share a little bit of what I think is tremendous blessings in my life with some of you guys. Especially some of you that will be able to relate to her. And uh, and her story and her life. So, um, We'll begin with this. Um, What does it mean to be a mom to you? What, is, what does that idea mean to you? Um, it, <clears throat> it was a career choice. It's what I wanted to do first. But I did go to college after high school, and my mom said, you should be a teacher. So I said, okay. Uh, so I got my degree in education, and I started teaching, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to stay home for 12 of those years to raise kids and then go back to teaching. So the mom part was my first career choice. Teaching public schools was a backup plan, and it did turn out to be a mission field. If you're, if you're a teacher, you know that. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How would you say your role as mom has changed over the years? From that, from that moment that you made that choice till today, what is, what is different about your role as a mother? Well, it, it starts out when you have those precious little babies, whether you give birth or adopt. It's all-inclusive. You, you, are, you are the all-inclusive resort for that child, 
you feed them, you nurture them, you watch them learn to walk and learn to talk, and, and it's all, their whole center um, is, is with you. You teach them about God, you teach them to pray, and, and, and you pray that all those things that you're, all those hours you're putting into them will, will pay off. And, and then comes, uh, as they get older, there comes a time when you have to start letting the rope get a little longer. You have, you have to start letting go and let them go out and practice those things that you've prayerfully been putting into them. And so that's how it changes. You are all in control, and then you let go. And sometimes um, one child turns 18, and they're ready to go to school, and you feel good, and you feel confident about that. And then another child will turn the same age, and you're not so sure. And so things happen at different times with them, and, and you go with the flow. Yeah. Which one of the questions the audience had was they wanted to know who your favorite child was. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> um, you heard me talking about the, the, the four little examples of, mm-hmm. of mothers, if, if you were paying attention. Um, I was. Um, specifically, Hannah or Mrs. Lemuel or, you know, Mary or, you know, any of those, do any of those women or their stories, do, do they resonate with you in one way or the other or better or more or less? Two of them, actually. Um, the first one, Hannah, and, and I wasn't childless, I had you, but Hannah lived with all of those emotions about not having a child, one of them being fear that she would never have one. And I had a fear, and um, with my first child, which was him, I feared um, that something might happen to him, that I wouldn't get to watch him grow up. And I I don't know, it's a fear that maybe young mothers of first babies kind of have. And... um, so I would rock him to sleep at night, and because he didn't go to sleep very well by himself. Okay, we don't. You go. I would rock him, and I would pray as I rocked. Uh, you get that rhythm going, and I would pray, Lord, if you will um, keep him safe and keep him strong and let mm-hmm. him grow, and um, that it, he'll belong to you. You know, take him for your kingdom, and. Of course, I had two other children after Matt, and I kind of forgot about that prayer because there were lots of other things to pray for, too, until he was in high school, and he came to us and said, um, I, I want to do an internship. They're, they're going to have to develop this because there's not one. I want to do an internship with a minister, um, B.J. McMichael, if any of you know him. And that prayer, those prayers in the rocking chair came back to me, uh, and it's like, you know God's listening, but then he actually does it, and you're thinking, well, you, you did that? <laughs> you really did that? And so that was really an answer to prayer. And I identify with Hannah because that fear was there. When, And some of you may remember if you had children 40 years ago or so, um, 
SIDS was constantly in the news, and we tended to worry about it a lot. Some of you may have experienced it, so that was a fear. And the other one I identify with uh, is Lemuel's mother, Mrs. Lemuel, because I, I remember sending you off to college with a list of scriptures on humility. <laughs> Prepared especially for you. I still have them. By I me. still have them. Good. I still have them. Good. Um, thank you for those scriptures, by the way. You're welcome. I can add to them if you Yes, want. I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. Um, well, one of the things that, that, I, that is so unique about your story is the diversity of your mothering opportunities. And... Um, Motherhood is, is a very, very broad term uh, for you. But for some of the young moms that are sitting out here, uh, maybe this is their first child and this is their first Mother's Day or they're new on this journey, um, what might you say to them as far as, as, far as um, some of your wisdom or experience that you've learned along the way? Um, I wonder if anybody here remembers uh, or knows of John and Janet Robbins. This came from John Robbins to us years ago, this bit of advice that was actually passed on to him by his mother uh, at the birth of their first daughter. He was taking her back to the airport because um, she had been visiting with them with the new baby. I believe it was Joni. And he said, Mom, what do I do now? I'm a dad. What, what do I do? And she said, you just love her. Just love her. And that sounds very simplistic until you uh, go deeper with me here. If you just love her, aren't you going to do your best for her? If you just love her, aren't you going to teach her the most of what she needs to know? If you just love her, is there anywhere you're going to stop? So Mm. I've always thought that is the simplest advice I've ever heard, but it's very profound. And what about for, um, what about for the other end of the spectrum? What about for mm-hmm. um, moms who, um, or individuals who find themselves in, in that sandwich generation situation that you find yourself in with um, having multiple mothering responsibilities and um, yeah. the challenge that that is? What would you say to them? With, with my mom yeah. you're talking yeah. about? yeah. If you are caring for an elderly parent, um, God be with you and God bless you. I have found that the, the thing that helps me the most get through things with my mom is to laugh all that we can. Everything I can get her to laugh at is just, it, it's just fun. And my mom's kind of a funny lady and, and we laugh a lot anyway, but someone... <laughs> Someone came up to me one time. I was at this care facility uh, doing something, and she said, how do you stay so positive? And I, I was kind of surprised by her question because I thought, well, I'm just, I, I know I stayed so positive, but she had a very <laughs> difficult situation, and some situations are harder than others. And I, am, and I said, I, I, I guess we just laugh all we can. And it just makes a lot of things hmm. look a little less yeah. important. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. It's a powerful, powerful thing. 
Um, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for doing this. You're welcome. Um, my mom just got back in town. She was actually out of the country this week and just got back in town last night. And so um, I know she's tired, but um, thank you. Thank you for being my mom. And thank you for exemplifying um, that Proverbs 31 mom. And I pray that we, as your children and your husband, honor you as God calls us to and uh, calls you blessed as you deserve to be. And as for all of our moms, we do love you very much. Love you. Thank you. I want to, I want to ask all the moms... Uh, again, to stand up, please, if, uh, if you don't mind. All the mothers. And I want all the grandmothers to stand up as well. Aunts, sisters. If you are a godly woman who has had an influence on anyone in your life, I want you to stand up. And now I want everyone in this room who has ever been influenced by a godly mother or a godly woman for you to stand up. If you've ever had a woman who has been a part of your life and helped make a difference in you, stand up. And church, this is what we give praise to our God for, for the blessing of godly mothers and godly women and the great influence they are on all of us. Thank you. Thank you for being mothers. Thank you for being so very, very special blessings from God. I'm going to have one of our shepherds, John Mabry, come up and close out our time together. Please remain standing.